Hi everyone and welcome to the weekly governance update from VLGA Connect with Stephen Cooper. Hi Stephen. Hi Chris and a happy election period to you too. And the same to you. Have you received yours? Have I ever. Indeed. Ballot packs are out. They did say between the 6th and the 8th the VEC they would get all those ballot packs out and they are I'm reliably informed all in the hands of Australia Post and making their way to letterboxes. Um, so there's proof. I was stunned and pleased to get mine on Wednesday the 7th, which was terrific, Chris. And how many candidates in your ward? Uh, I have five, Stephen, including two incumbents. Oh, we only have four, um, including one incumbent and one former councillor wanting to make himself an incumbent. So that is uh, a much easier task than some have when you hear some of the numbers coming from around other councils. I'd heard some whispers of some councils like Wyndham, Port Phillip and... Kingston, at mm. least. And there may be some others with upwards of 70 candidates across the whole council, Chris. So a lot of local democracy going on. And in fact, the numbers have um, increased since the last election. The number of candidates uh, is up and the number of women candidates is up, um, which is all good for democracy. It, it certainly is. So the task now is to complete these and have them uh, in, back in the mail by 6pm on the 23rd of October. Um, that's true, Chris, that's important. Um, and it will be really interesting. I think one of the metrics for the sector will be the proportion or the percentage of eligible voters that do actually um, put, in, put in a ballot. Yes. Mm. So that, that all remains to be seen. What are you hearing about the actual conduct that's happening out there during uh, campaigning? Chris, you know, you know how these things work, that if everyone's behaving, then no one talks about it. So, of course, and, and I may be hearing a disproportionate number of stories about the adverse behaviour, but there's a little bit of that out there. And um, I understand that uh, the inspectorate at the 2016 elections received about 2,000 inquiries and over 400 formal complaints. And we are tracking at the moment for the inspectorate to have a similar or slightly increased uh, level of public activity. So uh, people watching on in terms of the sort of behaviour that we're getting. Um, and the issue of signs is always uh, a challenging one for council officers. If memory serves, you're hearing that councils are really having to think through how they deal with those issues. Now, Chris, I can't believe that just quietly because I know that you did and I certainly advised all of the candidates at the VLGA candidate workshops that... Uh, putting signs on council buildings and public property is a no-no. But Absolutely. Um, heard a are, you telling it, are you saying it, that message didn't get through, Stephen? I, I don't want to impugn our reputation as effective communicators, Chris, but maybe that bit, that bit just slipped by because I'm hearing some stories that... Um, and, and that is an area of, um, of compliance that the council does have a role during the election period. Um, and councils are having to really be clear on their processes under their local laws about signage on public buildings. So certainly there's a bit of that activity. I've heard a story from one council too that um, they've got, a, and they might not be the only one, but a council that's got a process regarding use of its logo. Okay. Mm. Now, you know, I would have thought even outside an election period that use of the logo of an organisation is a pretty serious matter that, you know, you should get permission to use it. Um, but this particular council that I've heard from has a process internally where if they get a complaint about a candidate using the council logo, that they contact the candidate and advise them that that such use is not authorised or approved. 
but ultimately then it's a matter for the inspectorate. That's, that's the enforcement agency. Indeed. And another one that I've heard of, Steve, heard a story of a sign that wasn't authorised. There was no identification of anyone on it. And the excuse that was given to this uh, interested party who has some knowledge of the Winky Pop matter is that uh, the Winky Pop uh, decision, uh, which apparently was, according to this story from the UK, which I've got to say is not correct, um, has uh, candidates uh, frightened about uh, putting their names to issues because they might be called to account for having a predetermined view. That's a bit of a misconstruct. Mis mis it's, it's, it's not taking it the right way, is it? Not at all. And, it's a, a, and we've talked about this before, Chris. It's a nice lesson for candidates and councillors to not promise something that they're not able to make a promise on. Um, but that notion that that means you can't express a view or that every view is clouded by Winky Pop isn't true. And of mm. course, as we recall, the Winky Pop case involved an administrative decision, a decision under the Planning Act where people's rights are affected and those quite particular issues around um, not having a perceived bias in relation to the matter. So the council is taking an open mind into the, um, into the council chamber. So. Correct. Um, and to be clear, it wasn't the UK, it was the southwest of inner metropolitan Melbourne in a city called Hobson's Bay. And be clear, it's nice to know that people have a knowledge of Winky Pop, which is terrific, but um, as I understand from your source, some people have more knowledge than others. Indeed. Indeed. We, uh, we probably don't need to go into any more detail than that. So there's a snapshot of what's happening election-wise, and we'll be talking about that for a few more weeks uh, to come. A couple of other things uh, that caught my attention this week, Steve, I'd be interested to get your views on. The Ombudsman has issued a report into an investigation uh, she has done, or her organisation has done, into credit card use at the city of Warrnambool. Interesting timing for a report like this to be coming out in election mm. period, isn't it? This is a long-running issue, Chris. So, and my recollection of the Vago report into fraud and corruption in local government is that this um, issue was touched on in, in that report. So mm. it's some, um, some issues that go back to 2017. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that the report was released during the election period. That said, the Ombudsman's... Uh, somewhat tied by the sitting of parliament dates, and I'm sure that matter um, exercised a view. The other thing is about that, that these issues about credit card use at Warrnambool City Council have certainly been um, amply and extensively canvassed in the local community. So there's no surprises in terms of the issues raised. Maybe what's um, interesting is the findings of the Ombudsman. Yes, some, uh, it, look, it's worth a read. There are some interesting points. There's no doubt that some of the, uh, um, the, the use of that credit card does not meet a standard or an expectation that any community would think was, was appropriate. I thought it was interesting, some comments about um, the CEO at the time, if he knew then what he knows now sort of thing. It sort of really brings home that need to sort of dig a bit deeper and trust the niggle, isn't it, when you think there might be more to something? Yeah, and I think, Chris, we're always at pains when you read these reports. It, it doesn't do anyone well to be too judgmental about the, you know, the people that are involved. There's a bit of... Correct. You know, it could happen to anyone. But a really... Um, um, some really telling comment about the fact that sometimes when we're busy and presented with some information, um, in this particular case, um, a warning, a final warning was issued to the member of staff. And then the CEO said, as you've mentioned to the Ombudsman, that 
maybe if he'd known more. Um, and I think where you're going and I would agree is when you, where the smoke, well, maybe there's fire and there's an obligation to do a further investigation to make sure that you've got the whole story before the act, action's undertaken. And due process to everyone would dictate that that's a pretty good approach. And there might be a temptation to not send good money after bad, for example, and bring in the externals. But sometimes you've probably got to weigh that reputational issue up against uh, incurring an expense by getting someone truly independent to come in and take a fresh look at it. Yeah, and I think that's why it's really important, Chris, that fraud and corruption um, type policies um, address the consistency of action, that it's really important that leaders not be arbitrary, but that you have a consistent approach. Um, I'm always taken by the notion that, uh, and I didn't make this up, someone else did, every intervention is a diagnostic, every diagnostic is an intervention. And a consistent message, have you got that one? Yeah, it's, it's, going, it's going round and round in my head, but yeah, that's fine. But if there's an awareness around the organisation that is a matter of fairness, where there is, a, a, you know, an issue of such con concern identified that the organisation will properly and fairly address it, that also goes to setting of culture. And it doesn't hmm. say an organisation should be punitive, but that matters will be properly addressed. A uh, couple of quick things before we let you go. The implementation of the Local Government Act, of course, continues and will for some time. You and I both attended the Project Control Board meeting on this uh, this week, but pleasing to see that so many things have been achieved so far, but a lot of work still to be done. Oh, some terrific um, feedback in terms of the work done to date, uh, you know, particularly that tranche of work that needed to be concluded by the 1st of September. Some ongoing consultation around um, strategic planning and reporting framework, just kicking off a similar process with uh, community engagement. Um, those two pieces of work are really significant in the sense, I suppose, Chris, that the message I took was it's not just compliance, but how do we make this new way of thinking the, the norm um, across the sector? All right, and finally, uh, a, a plug for an event that's coming up on the 5th of November that uh, I know has caught your eye. Are you going to be attending this? This is um, being put on by OVIC. Chris, I was so excited at the event. I hadn't got to the point about looking at Midori, but if I can, I will. Um, and we're in danger of giving OVIC a plug um, far too regularly because we've talked about them twice in the last month. But the Office of the Victorian Information Commissioner are running an event call around... Uh, FOI and local government. The, the panel is Sven Blumel, the commissioner. David Wolfe, the assistant uh, commissioner at IBAC, who does have more than a passing knowledge of local government. Hannah Duncan-Jones. Indeed. From... <laughs> Sorry, caught you there. Hannah Duncan-Jones yes. from local government, Victoria, who has more than a passing knowledge of local government. And Brian Wee, the general counsel at OBIC. The bit that I got excited about, Chris, is it will end with a Q&A on public transparency, all that stuff about information, and integrity in local government, and it sounds like a cracking panel. It does indeed. So 5th of November, where did you see all that info, I Steve? got it on the events page on the OVIC website just by a very simple Google search, Chris. Excellent. All right, must check that out myself. Thank you, Steve. Uh, that's it for this week. Uh, lots to talk about again, and I'm sure there will be uh, next week. Good luck filling out your ballot pack. I expect you'll have completed that, and it's gone by the time we talk to you next Friday. And you, you too, Chris, please do it by the due date. Indeed. I'll try my very best. Thank you, Stephen. Cheers, Have a great Chris. week. Stephen Cooper joining us on VLGA Connect for our weekly governance update.